Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. It's Monday, which means it's time for the world-famous weekend wrap. Damo, Craig, Rob and Paul give us all the news from town, the works, the rugby club and for the first time this season, Newark Hockey Club. I'm Mick Bradley, he's Tony Smith. This is Radio Newark Sport and these are the headlines. Newark Flow Save. It eight as they move up to fourth in the Midlands League. Matt Cotton comes off the bench to complete a remarkable 10-minute hat-trick. That's 13 goals in two matches for the works. Remarkably for the second consecutive week, Collingham were without a match. This week's their opponents was in the County Cup. A little bit better excuse than the previous week when Sutton went horse racing. Newark Town, another team to have a Saturday off. On the plus side, Damo went to Alton Towers. He can tell us all about that in a minute. Southall City's top of the table clash with Dunkirk ended all square, leaving the men's to men fourth in the Knotts Senior League table. And Simon Dawes has left his post at As Lockton after agreeing to become the new Bourne Town first team manager. He took charge of them for the first time on Saturday, the away fixture at Lutterworth. Don't forget, Pitchside Dave is here on Thursday with his comprehensive roundup of all the local footballing scene. And finally, in football, New York Town ladies lost by five goals to one at home to Nottingham Trent University. New York Rugby Club marched into the second round of the RFU Shield by running in eight tries against Stewarts and Lloyds at Kellam Road. Seven different try scorers including another for Reese Overland. That's three matches on the bounce. He's crossed the whitewash. This former should be playing for England. There's lots of big stories I could have chose for Tony to talk about as we go away from Newark for a few minutes into the great wide world. Johnny Burstow's been dropped by England. Some of the woeful batting that some of the others have put up with this summer, I think that's uh, that's slightly harsh. But there again, he does come from Yorkshire. Um, but I want to... Look at his face. Uh, I, I, just, just your language. Just, just a, I'm alarmed. I want to talk Manchester. Manchester City, Manchester United. Hmm. Everybody's going way over the top about Manchester City's... 8-0 victory over a very woeful Watford. I, honestly, Right. And it was a cracking performance. I mean, 15 minutes after... 5-0 after 15 minutes for a Premier Division match, it, 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 I'm sorry, is not on. <clears and> Watford <throat> should be ashamed of that. Yeah. However good Manchester City was. De Bruyne's goal was out of this world. <laughs> Absolutely out of this world. <laughs> you can't say anything else. You but can, can, but not before nine o'clock. Don't forget, it was only one week ago when they dropped all yeah, three uh, points at uh. Norwich. Now, that ain't clever. Get, beating somebody 8 0 is wonderful. But if you get beat by a team that's in the bottom half of the table the week before, 
that's not wonderful especially when Liverpool sitting there played 6 won 6 moving to the other side of Manchester <laughs> and I got ridiculed by many people when I sort of said that Solskjaer was not up for it remember Mourinho little Portuguese <sighs> chap that won him the, Euro- the Europa League the League Cup and finished second in the table remember him just for a minute played 6 won 2 drawn 2 lost 2 it's about seven games now since they won away from home, which is a an emerald record going back. This is not how Manchester United should be playing. They've got no plan B. Arguably, they've got no plan A, but they've certainly got no plan B. Mm. They've got no superstars an- anymore. You sell your 20-goal centre-forward and you don't replace him because you expect Rashford for, to score the goals. And look at Rashford's record. He may be a very good footballer, but he's not a out-and-out goal scorer. Yeah. And then you put your faith in somebody who's 17 years old. Because it's all you've got. This is Manchester United we're talking about. Your turn. Well, I've, al- I've already dug my own grave, haven't I? Because I said that Ollie was the man for the job. <laughs> but he looks lost. He looks absolutely little boy lost. I mean, he was always the baby-faced assassin. Now he looks like the lost kid. And, you know, it really is tremendously sad. I, I just don't think he has got he's got any vision of where to go I think um, on the other side of Manchester on the blue side of Manchester uh, that 8-0 win was a fantastic response to what went wrong at Norwich and I think the great thing that that Pep will be delighted about is not the 8 it's the other half of the scoreline keeping a clean sheet after conceding 3 to Norwich I mean let's face it you know, I mean that was a practice game for Manchester City, wasn't it? <coughs> well, it, it, it was, but it what was, a what was. a superb response! You know, I mean he must have given them all sorts of pelters after the defeat against Norwich, and the response is five nil in in twenty minutes. That that's fantastic. You see, they lost at Newcastle last season. It didn't cost them because they won every single game after yeah, that. Yeah. It didn't, but it could have. They can't afford to lose silly games like the Norwich game. Because Liverpool are seen to be winning just about. But they are winning. Yeah, it's, um, I thought... Ch- I actually went up to Flowserve yesterday afternoon because I had um, about 15 programmes left from the previous day and forgot to take them home from the Jubilee Club kitchen. So I went up to Flowserve to pick up the programmes and specifically to sit down and watch Liverpool against Chelsea. And it was uh, a thoroughly entertaining game, absolutely superb. But um, I, th- I, d- I did think that um, Liverpool uh, played like the Liverpool of old. They did just enough to win it, like like Liverpool in their glory days, before Sir Alex knocked him off the perch. They won by just doing enough. And if you can do that, even at somewhere like Stamford Bridge, because... You get three points for 2-1, you get three points for 8-0. I think that, you know, Chelsea and Lampard are a match made in heaven because he will bring those kids through and make them an absolute force. Like like the modern-day Busby Babes, I'm quite sure of that happening at Chelsea. So so that, that was a cracking result for Liverpool. Man United, it's just... Mid-table obscurity, where we said it would it, be. It, it's just breathtakingly poor. And, I mean, I, I don't often agree with Roy Keane, but he was gobsmacked he, he was he was devastated that his Manchester United playing like that 
and I watched the game against West Ham as well at night time on match of the day too. Was there any better second time round? But no, Man United, they didn't even attempt to play. They were, they were just, you know... And that cannot be Manchester United. I mean... It can't I, be. I support Berwick Rangers and I've seen some rubbish in my time, but Man United yesterday... Very quickly, got a draw against them. Very quickly, is Johnny Burstow unlucky? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think he is actually, because um, he had the gloves taken off him, and that just upset him. And it was very unlucky that he got injured in that football kick around, because all cricketers have football kick arounds before the game at any level. And very unlucky that he picked up an injury at a very crucial time, lost the gloves. And it's obviously affected his batting, it's affected his confidence in his batting. Because he is a great contributor and, and, and he, he played a, a wonderful part in the World Cup win. But um, he's, he's very unlucky to lose his test place. But then again, as a result, he has batted like a drain. So, you know, it starts, isn't it? If, yeah. if you don't add up, you're out. Well, as long as, that's, as long as that equates to everybody, then it doesn't really matter, does it? Mm. Um, OK, uh, would you like to go and do your receptionist bit? We're going to try and find Damo. He can tell us all about his trip to Walton Towers, but probably more importantly, a trip to Redford United on Wednesday night. While I tell you who our guests are going to be this week, because tomorrow night... Um, the good people of active for today are joining us which uh, is obviously going to be alexis and uh, one of one of the team and it's time to talk sports awards we're getting very close to october when it's sports awards voting mum so the great and the good of newark and sherwood sport for 2019 we need to know who you are we need you to fill in that form because the sports awards week in the first week in december isn't that far away and uh it's a cracking week and we, everybody really enjoys it and people that win the trophies really do appreciate them but they have to be nominated so you've got to do your bit on wednesday night we're moving away from newark in fact we're going all the way to japan and rob Weinman's one-man guide to the rugby world cup is on Wednesday night when he's going to tell us that England's going to win the the Rugby World Cup, or is it New Zealand, or maybe it's even Scotland. Although yeah, I'm not it. quite sure Rob's going to come out with uh, with that little gem. Talking of little gems, let's get on to the telephones. Um, our first call of the night, if you've recovered from his trip to Alton Towers, uh, Newark Town Joint Manager Damo Parkinson. Damo, we don't seem to play football on Saturdays anymore. <laughs> I'm out. Trust me, it was nice to have one off, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's been busy. I mean, two off... Collingham's had two off on the bench. You didn't play. Harabi didn't play, I don't think. It's ridiculous. It's only September. Yeah, it's, it's a bit disappointing, particularly in Arley, like I said to you last week, that although we know we're top because we're the only unbeaten team, there are teams down near the bottom that have played, like, three and four games, so we're, we're three games ahead, which... I understand there's an odd number of teams, but surely that just means one team has a weekend off, not five teams. It just doesn't make sense, but that's not the first time I've said that about the Central Midlands and probably won't be the last. Um, so you all had a bit of um, rest and relaxation, upset you, who for, some, who for some unearthly reason decided to go to Alton Towers. Yeah, I, to be honest, um, I was going to go and watch a game. Um, and I got, well, Luke went and watched a game, Stuart was out watching a game. 
Um, and in the end, I saw the weather and just thought, you know what, I don't get many Saturdays <laughs> off and won't be between now and end of the season. So, yeah, I decided to go out in the towers. Let the team get on with it and go and watch the football while you go and enjoy. And you, de- and you deserve a bit of downtown, mate. So, uh, uh, well done. I, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, well, I think you enjoyed it because I've seen the Facebook pictures. Um, <laughs> Nothing really at the top of the table to bother you, was he? Although Retford United dropped points again and, and not looking, I'm going to be careful how I say this, not looking the force that I thought was going to be. Um, I saw him pre-season. Um, someone else that I know saw him a couple of weeks ago and obviously two lads saw him on, on Saturday. Um, and they've got the potential to be the two up front are brilliant. They're getting nearly every team in the league. The big lad at the back is brilliant. Um, I just don't think they play the right way for the players they've got. Um, but they will cause us issues because when you've got three or four good, good, good players, you cause teams issues. Oh, well, um, I thought you fairly comprehensively beat, to be honest, last week. I know the scoreline only said it was 2-0, but it... They wouldn't have argued if they got a, if they'd walked away from that with a five nil beating. Um, Dinnington are still to concede a goal, so you've got to say that um, they look like they're going to be in the shot. You're never going to agree with this, but I don't think Newark Town will ever ever have a better chance of getting out of Step Seven football. Um, I'm not sure because. Like I said, we we've we've not had it easy. I know we've had two games where we've been comprehensive, but even Harworth, we've needed eleven players to each do their own jobs, to each work extremely hard, um, and every man had to graft and graft and graft. Now last year, teams weren't that competitive. Every team, Staveley, brilliant. Stavely are brilliant. Dinnington, six six games, no goals. So I, I, I see what you're saying. Obviously, we've been good in, in all the games we've played, but can you do it over 28 games? And I don't know a team that have been that consistent over a full season. Well, I think um, if the players want it, it's there. It's a certain yes, way. and I said that. I, I said it's going to be on us. I don't care about other teams. I know we've watched them, and it will be if the lads want it and they work hard and they keep doing what they're doing then yes but you have a bad week and you're in trouble I mean it looks like we're clear but if Arworth win all their games they're only three points behind if they win one we slip up it's at that level it's that's t- not a big shift it's tight again um, you're going to Redford United on Wednesday in the Flood of the Cup um, what's the decision do you give some of the lads that's been there not had a lot of game time 90 minutes or is it the strongest 11 Play to win. Okay. Absolutely play to win. Um, so we'll play the best team. And I mean, Harworth showed it because there was two lads that came in that haven't been playing, but they suited the game. Um, so we, we try and do it, you know, if you play well, you keep your shirt. But in certain situations, we make changes. And we, we like I said, on uh, Wednesday night, James Evans at the back with Pace and Ben Castell, that's a ratter in midfield it was a good decision to put them in but we'll be playing to win so we won't be resting players to rest them or changing players to change them we'll be, we'll be going out to win good attitude it's just a shame that the our leading professional clubs don't show the same attitude Damo thank you so much the best of luck on Wednesday night um, thanks very much we will um, 
probably talk to you on Thursday if we can fit, if we can get it fitted in somehow. Um, Perfect. Good stuff. We'll catch up with you later on in the week. Thanks very much. Thanks, Bye. Damo. Bye. I, I, I'll say it again, Tony. Uh, we saw them last Wednesday night. Mm. I don't think Newark will have a better opportunity of getting out of Step 7 football than what they've got this season. And I do actually think he's got the players round him that are going to travel to South Yorkshire on a wet and dull February afternoon and are going to make that effort because I think they can see the success at the end of this. Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> I'd only seen New at Town pre-season and you can't glean anything from pre-season matches. But against Harworth, they looked very, very impressive. And um, Harworth were considered to be one of the teams <clears throat> that were going to challenge up at the top and Howarth got blown away. I mean, if it hadn't been uh, for Newark Town hitting the woodwork on at least a couple of occasions, <coughs> the Howarth goalkeeper played a blinder despite despite playing apparently with a dislocated finger. I think he's got about the smallest goalkeeper I've seen in, 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 in adult Very, football. very tiny lad. And, Pretty um, goalie, didn't he? You know, it was it was absolutely out inspired. It was. Uh, and I think if that night Newark Town had won five or six then Harworth couldn't have had any complaints. That's how good Newark Town played. And if they do that, as Damo says, consistently over the 28 games, <coughs> then I'm looking forward to playing Christian Allwatch in the County Cup, and when mm. it come out, I thought, mm, that's going to be hard. I'm looking forward to that one now. Clifton Allwatch aren't the team they were no. because last season... When we went there, our first away game of the season after stuffing Arnold Town 8-0, I was quite impressed with them. But when they came to our place, you know, they looked uh, a shadow of the former selves. Mm. And they're near the bottom, but still step six. They're still one above. It's still there to be won. And that's a game that we can look forward to in the middle of October. I went to Lowfields on um, Saturday afternoon to bask in the, in the sunshine and... Uh, and watch the goals go in, and that's what Craig Grosh is going to be telling us all about straight after this. 30 minutes in of the match at Flow Serve at the weekend, and okay, it was nil nil. Coventry was already doing a little bit of time wasting, and Flow Serve needed a goal. Up steps Ben Hutchinson. Craig, good evening. Your centre-forward is warming to the task. He's getting better every match he plays. We're now seeing... Um, the supporters are now seeing what you and Kirky saw in him. And uh, I'm beginning to I'm beginning to like that man. Yeah, yeah, Ben's coming into his own now. Um, starting to deliver what we what we know he can. Um, there's still more to come from him. He, um, he had a bit of a stop-start um, pre-season due to holidays, a little bit of an injury. Um, but now he's got well, three or four weeks behind him now and we're starting to reap benefits from that. But then, like you say, on Saturday, it was, it was there for all to see and it was outstanding. <coughs> Somebody as old as, as old as me always sort of um, says, ah, yeah, but he doesn't do what he used to do. Um, he's a lot bigger than Gary Breeden, Craig. But he reminds me so much of Gary Breeden, the way he can hold a ball up and bring everybody else into the game. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. Um, Gary was um, a very clever player, like Ben is. Um, holds the ball up well and brings the rest of the team into play. And um, Yeah, it's, um, it's great for us that he's, uh, he's, he's starting to get the form that we expect from him. 
Once the first one had, had, had gone in, um, the flowing football seemed to just go up a couple of gears or, or almost the... You've played football at a high level and you know when you're the better team and you're half an hour into the game and that ball's not gone in the net, you're beginning to get a little bit... You push it a little bit harder, you try that little bit more and it it gets into your head, is it going to be one of those days or not? And you could almost see everywhere around the ground the tangible yes when that first goal went in and then the football really started yeah it's really important to get that first goal for us especially at home um, I think all season people have came come to flow serve um, very defensively just trying to stay in the game um, I think all, I think it's fair to say that most, most games or probably every game actually we've, we've dominated the games but um, there's been a few occasions where we've just not put the ball in the net and we've, you know, we've paid the price for that um, but over the last few weeks we've, we've got the goals um, that we deserve started being better in both boxes and that's made a difference that, you know, that, that allows us to start playing it opens the game up teams have got to come out of the end to try and score obviously and that, that plays into our hands but um, you know, we just keep telling the lads just got to keep working win the battle first and earn the right to play and that's um, that's what they've done over the last few weeks and there's been big improvements just as I do we sort of go through I always pick some of the players out and we have this conversation between Tony and myself on, on, on a regular basis because Tony tells me that so-and-so is the best player ever to grace Lowfield, and I'm telling him, well, no, you've only been there for five minutes. Donny Age, Alvin Cullen, George Bauer, Jerry Fell, Gary Breeden, Craig Roach, they've all graced Grace Lowfields in, th- in the past, and I haven't seen anybody yet to, you know, get to that level. And then along comes Kyle Dixon. I... I... He is... Well, he's like one of those little rabbits that you sort of, like a clockwork rabbit, you just wind him up before the game starts. And he's still going at 90 miles an hour when the game finishes. He's got to be close to impossible to play against because he starts so far back and ends up in front of Ben Hutchinson. I I would pay the money just to watch that young man. Yeah, Kyle is an outstanding player. You you don't get to the levels of football that that Kyle's played. You know, without having a lot of talent, and he's certainly got that. Um, I think it's fair to say that the balance hasn't quite been there in the team um, in the early part of the season. Um, we've had the bright players on the pitch, but we've maybe not quite had the balance. You know, we've been working on that, and we'll keep working on things. We're far from a finished article, but um, you know, what's pleasing for us, for Kirky and I, is that we're making progress now. Um, we're managing to get the balance right, whereas players like Ben and Kyle and Danny Meadows you know our key players um, are managing to shine while we need them to and, and affect the game and uh, you know it's no coincidence that the results started to turn around because of that It's a question I'm going to ask you at the end of the season because you can't ask after half a dozen games but I'd tell you what that man is he has if he carries on in this in this vein of form he is up where he is up there with those illustrious players that I've already I've already mentioned. Um, and then you, you sort of decide to give everybody a game throw on the substitutes, and one of them scores a ten minute hat trick. Yeah, yeah, we all know what Matty Cotton's um, <laughs> capable of. You know, he's, um, he's been out for a couple of weeks with an injury. He, he's still got that injury. You know, he wasn't fit to train 
throughout the week. We didn't know till Friday night that he was uh, going to be available for selection. But, um, you know, after the game on Saturday, again, he's, he's he's still quite sore. He's not sure if he's going to be able to train again tomorrow. So again, there was no no change of him leading into this Saturday's game. You know, we just have to keep monitoring him day by day until he's until he's going to be um, 100% fit to be considered for a starting shirt. But, um, you know, there's competition there throughout the squad now. Healthy competition. That's what we need. And we'll end with um, another new face to Grace um, to Grace Lowfields, and I saw a wonderful um, comment from Ilkeston Town tonight on on Twitter, explaining why he's no longer at their club and wishing him all the very best at uh, at New York Flows there, which I thought was uh, was class. Yeah, yeah, we've started to get a little bit of a relationship going with with Ilkeston, um, which is good. Um, like I say, Cameron uh, is a proven player. Um, he had a great season a couple of years ago with AFC Mansfield, and then got promoted with Evo Stick, and then played a big part in in that that season as well. You know, he's, he's been at Derby County before that, so again, he's the right calibre, he's the right character, a lad that, that we require. He's pacey, you know. He's we have to pace pace down the wing, so he, he gives us that and gives us options. Like say on Saturday, we were able to push Danny Meds into the um, number ten role to try and get him affecting the game more and uh, you know having the two wingers and Danny in there supporting Ben was uh, kind of what made everybody click together including giving Dicko a bit more space in there so yeah we're getting the balance right now and uh, we've got good options all over Another home game to come this weekend when the, the faithful can see another new club come to Lowfields Yeah um, Hammond I think I pronounce it right Hammond come to town this Saturday um, like we've learnt there's no easy games this season at all. So, but yeah, we've got a good attitude in the in the dressing room at the minute, and we're you know we're looking forward to every game at the moment. So we're yeah, we get that one out of the way, and then we're back on the road to Starbridge before the before we're back at home for the FA Vols game the week after. So. Just comes what, coming thick and fast, yeah. one after another, doesn't it? It really does. Craig, thank you very much. It, as, as I say, I and another couple of hundred beside me really enjoyed it and that's the standard and the style of football that we're going to see this um, season at Lowfields I can't wait for the next game um, yeah. it's what it's all about and you know I've just been talking to Damo at Newark Town and I've told him that they'll never have a better opportunity to get out of Step 7 football three or four years ago when we was bemoaning what's going to happen to Newark football oh this could be one heck of a season yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, it's, and it should be, and not very long may that continue. It's sure we can. Uh, Newark's on the map, and uh, let's get it bigger and bigger. Thanks, Craig. We'll um, talk to you again next week. Pleasure. Bye. And I think, Tony, you know, um, I just enjoyed it. Um, I've been brought up in a certain way when it comes to football. And that's the way he is, sir. Said young man, you play it on the ground, you play it to feet, and you pass to feet, and that's what they did at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it was it, what was lovely to see was that they <clears throat> they gave their best performance for about two seasons against Skegness Town, and it just carried on on Saturday, and it was just as big a buzz to watch them play the, against uh, Coventry Sphinx as it was against Skegness. What I like more than anything, I think, about that... And, yeah, I, I'll go on about Carl Dixon all night because that performance was, oh, yeah. was just, just extraordinary. But 
Coventry, like many clubs now, because they've seen what FlowServe can do, <clears throat> are going to come here, put everybody behind the ball, stop the game, slow the game down, do everything they possibly can to stop FlowServe playing that brand of football. Mm. And for 30 minutes, it worked. Yeah. It really did work and was beginning to say, mm, okay. I think it was, uh, I think it was actually 23. Okay. Is, is there a goal coming here? Um, I just have to keep picking you up on these yes, things do, occasionally. Yes. A bit like when you forget that I've been at Flosser for 33 years since the mid-1980s and saw Gary Breeden. The difference is that Gary Breeden hasn't played for Celtic against Manchester United in the European Cup, but carry on. Out of the two of them at the moment... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not going down that line. <laughs> I wonder. Um, I think Ben. <clears throat> I think we're going to see more of Ben Hutchinson as this season progresses. Ben is gradually getting back to match fitness. Yeah. When Carl Dixon got the ball in his own half and went on that surging run, and then got up again after being tackled, and put the ball into the feet of Ben and kept running, Ben's flick backheeled pass into Kyle's path to enable him to then round the keeper and put the ball in the net. What Ben did there was genuinely world-class. Yeah, I, I don't dispute the fact. At the moment, best centre forward I've ever seen at Lowfields, George Bauer. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, By <coughs> George Bauer, but if Ben Hutchinson carries on like that, he's going to give Bauer burrito a run for the money he really is right let's change sports before one we start that, natural too much one, one thing I've got to say that really does excite me we're all admiring Ben now when he gets to full match fitness oh my god that's what I said I'll give mm, it yeah. like Carl Dixon yeah let's give him till the end of the season and then we'll then we'll assess <laughs> then we'll assess in the great and good of New York flow serve Wernton and Simpsons IDP just how good those young men are but at the moment I'm enjoying them, watching them. We're going to talk rugby uh, next. You are listening to the renowned Radio New at Sport with our friends at Smith Timber. All the weekend's news and photos, of course, go onto our social media pages as the week progresses. Uh, New at Tri Club's gone on there tonight. The you've got the tennis club, not fast striders. All the all the locals um, will be going on there. And as I keep telling you, and it's going to happen one day. Trust me, we're going on to Instagram under MB Sport. We very nearly did on Sunday, but uh, my 14-year-old grandson was um, busy taking on the world on something called Xbox, so it never really it never really happened, but it may well happen this week, and uh, we are going to join the world of Instagram. And, uh, Let's catch up the lad up. Somebody else who is probably in the world of Instagram already is Mr Rugby himself, Rob Wildman. Rob, good evening. Evening, folks. Um... Let's start with the game. Um, on the face of it, not a problem, even though you did go 6-0 down at the beginning. No, we started well. We had a, a good afternoon, very hot conditions, as probably people, people know. Uh, um, we were playing Stuarts and Lloyds from Corby in the first round of the RFU Intermediate Cup. Um, is the full title of the competition. Uh, started slowly, had a few new combinations. We, as ever, you never quite know who's going to turn up uh, each week, and we had another, depending how you count the changes, perhaps seven or eight changes from the previous week where we, we we'd won well at Ashfield in the opening league game, but we were back in cup competition just to confuse everyone. 
Saturday. Um, and once we went that we were six nil down, and I must be Stuart and Lloyd played some good rugby in the first five ten minutes. Um, but once we got our runners going and we, and we got our, our rugby heads on, um, we took them apart. I think I think that's a fair comment. Um, led. Uh, where's my notes? Let's see what we did. Um, we led twenty four six and a half time. Uh, we scored four tries and we scored four more afterwards so eight tries in all uh, and as you say Mick uh, earlier in on uh, Reese Overland scored again he he perhaps scored the pick of the tries in the first half he had a little chip ahead on the, on the right wing and finished off somehow doing an, a, sort of a, a flip flop or an acrobatic tumble and he, and he touched down in the corner uh, that, that was his fourth try of the season and he was equal, equaling because earlier our uh, our runaway prop forward Mason Coolum had scored his fourth try of the season. He's, I think he's scored one in every game so far. So Mason and Reese are vying for top try scorers. One a prop, one a wing. Uh, other tries in that first half came from Toby Taylor and Sam Booth. These two had both been spent a couple of weeks in the second team, but they were back in on Saturday and did well. Uh, and they made one good try down the left good interchange between them but they both grabbed a try in that first half and in the second half um, two sub- no, actually all, three tries from substitutes Fran Appleton well known prop he's back from his rugby league stint in in uh, Sunday summer rugby league and he, he's given us another for- forceful presence up front he got a try uh, and a new lad from Josh Stamp uh, back row player did very well in the second half he's joined us from Sleaford and he's a welcome addition to the squad and he got a try and then uh, we were leading well ahead 38-6 or whatever and the referee God bless him he even gave us a penalty try uh, which I thought was a bit uh, over excessive when you're leading 38-6 but we got a penalty try as well so all gifts welcome and to finish off uh, George Woodman he wasn't a substitute I was talking complete nonsense he started the game played the whole game and he got a good try to finish off at 52-6 and the conversions came from Alex O'Dell who was starting at fly half uh, Matt Cox um, didn't he, he was unavailable this Saturday so if people are into all I know you footy boys love stats I can tell you tonight we've all, so far this season we've had three starting fly halves and one guy who played a little bit of last weekend? Actually, we had four fly halves in in four games. You just mentioned uh, proper rugby there, Rob. Where, rugby where, league. Where, where did the lad play rugby league? He was playing, uh, obviously Barla or whatever they call Barla. They are the British Amateur Rugby League Association. They have a very successful summer league. So, all right, Fran has been playing for one of the Mansfield teams in um, Sunday afternoon. Uh, amateur rugby league in the summer. They have a very successful summer league. Do the rugby league uh, guys and girls? And um, Fran's been mixing his time. And he, he came back um, for the game at Ashfield, so he's very welcome back. Hmm. So, for the record books, because we all love to dream, how many more games before we get to Twickenham? <laughs> That's a very good question, Mick. You put you put me on the spot there. I can't answer that question. I would think at least six. Well, that's not bad. Um, but that'd be a good double but carry on from uh, Tales of the RFU and you were talking to Dave Duddles mm, 10 days ago or whenever about cutbacks and uh, I think there's a there's a debate going on at Twickenham HQ now whether these cup finals will end in a Twickenham final the last I heard they were under review because of the cost of opening Twickenham for such a finals day but I've not heard any official 
white smoke as to whether the, twi- the prize, obviously the prize, I think of all these, like the FA, maybe the FA Vars, I think that ends in a Wembley final. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> these are the equivalent competition of the FA Vars or the FA Trophy or the FA... Um, you know, that, that kind of, you know, which ends in a Wembley final. Twickenham built these tournaments around, about 20 years ago they started these um, junior competitions, which ended in, and the, the great prize was for amateur players, was to play at Twickenham. And I know they were having a debate in the summer about whether they can actually afford to open Twickenham to stage these competition finals. And I've not heard the answer yet. I'm so sure, I'm I will sure. be either away and talk to my one remaining uh, RFU person who speaks to me and ask, <laughs> and ask the question. I'm, I'm sure Mr Doodles will have an opinion on it. Mr Doodles may well know, because he's on the competitions committee of the uh, NLD, so I'm surprised. He came out, he, you know, he, he was pretty talking insurrection the other night, and <laughs> I may well have to report him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and it's now on a podcast, he's got, you know, Dave's going to have to be very careful. He is, he's always... Um, simple solution, that is... Pl- he's played as a warm-up match to the county championship well, final or something. I, I don't know where we are. They kind of, there's all kinds of talk. I mean, yeah. They've probably made a decision I've not heard of, but we've got, you know, it's a long way to long way to Twickenham. We've got six hard games at least to get through. Before we come on to this weekend's match, um, I want to... Uh, Colville at home, three o'clock at Yes, I'll come to that in a moment. <laughs> um, Bar open, free entry, <laughs> all welcome. I want to go to Loughborough for a moment. Right. Loughborough Lightning. Are you trying to catch me out? No, no, because I'm sure you'll know the full story. Uh, Um, I know she was... I don't know. You you got me here, mate. You got um, me right. Go on. Uh, a massive, massive great favourite of this show, our first ever junior guest, Jess Weaver, right. played for the Loughborough Lightning's development yes. squad at the weekend against... Um, What's your captain? Um, you don't know that bit. Anyway, they won 64-10. Yep. Um, um, but her father tells me it was wonderful to watch, but there was 10 junior under-18 internationals playing for them and two senior sevens internationals playing for them. So they really ought to have had an half-decent uh, day out, but he tells me Jess played her part. She had a cracking cracking game, very, very mature performance. Um, and this coming weekend, um, it looks very much like she's with the Premiership side down in Bristol. Well, good luck to her, you know. Uh, fantastic. I, did, I knew she was starting in the second team, and uh, you know, absolutely everyone at Kellen Road wishes her all the success. She came along to our centenary evening with her dad, and they had a great night, and uh, um, the two or three girls we've had in interna- who've played for England, they all got her out. We stood up all the England players who we could collect on the night. <laughs> Uh, including uh, Dusty, well, Dusty Hare, John Wells, Tom Ryder, all came back Brilliant. and took them, took their accolades. And the, um, I think there was, there was Jess and another girl I've just forgotten her name who has also played for the England team, and they all stood up and were roundly applauded by everyone at the at the dinner. And I uh, think rugby is one of those sports. Football is not one of those sports anymore, where you can pole up as a eleven, twelve year old at Newark and then eventually you can get into the top flight women or men in in adult rugby and I, I just think that's absolutely wonderful it's, it, you know it's, to me it's a fairy story 
It is. It, it's, it does continue because we also had um, that night. My, we had Johnny Law there as well, who took the plaudits along with his brother Matt. And um, Johnny last Saturday was on the bench for the Leicester Tigers team in the Premiership Cup, which is sort of the League Cup. The, the Premiership has just gr- um, cranking up for the season ahead. That their season doesn't finish till the end of June. Um, and these League Cup games are sort of um, pre-season, pre-season matches uh, before the main premiership starts on the same weekend as the World Cup quarterfinals. So Johnny was um, on the bench for Leicester on Saturday. Uh, I don't know whether he'll figure in the once the actual premiership for proper starts, but he was certainly on the bench. And for Tiger fans, well, he took yet another defeat. So, uh, oh dear. At least Newcastle Falcons won in Jersey. They did, went all the way to Jersey, and um, fantastic. My my wonderful little grandson says, there's no stands there, people are standing up watching it. Um, yes, then you better get I used to that, mate. It's a good, decent club house. <laughs> never, well, it's actually one place I've never been to watch Jersey, but I think they've got a decent club house. Strokes me as a good one to go and watch. No, I think you probably mentioned it. I think it's the Jersey bankers are responsible for that club. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it better be good then. It's uh, it's first against second in uh, a yeah, mouth water and encounter. Three o'clock kickoff. All welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, that's going to be a cracking match. That was. I know. You know, you've only played one game, but it is first against second. It is. Yes. Sir. So uh, it needs to stay dry, and then Newark's running rugby once again will enjoy. Um. The forecast is good. good rugby so far. Um, it's encouraging, but I think Saturday coming we'll uh, just see where exactly where we are. This uh, one's a big test, isn't it? Places. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, interesting times ahead. Well, I hope to be there. So um, we will. Uh, if we just finish off the seconds lost to Market Raisin, forty-four fifteen. Thirds went to Kiss Stephen and will draw a veil over that score. But thanks to Martin Brown for getting the team together. Um, so former captain Matt Clark scored two tries for the seconds and then in the, in the youth teams I think I've got the scores right this week the under 14 <laughs> A lost the B team won and the under 15 certainly beat market raising I think we'll leave it at that Rob leave it at that yeah, yeah. we'll see you Wednesday night when it's um, World Cup Rob yeah I'll be back in boring people and we'll, we'll get a few stats together yeah excellent as Talk long as you don't mention Scotland well, no, th- no they'll be on the way home by Wednesday um, <laughs> I think I will mention Scotland, yeah. Good lad. <laughs> Talk to you Wednesday. See you Goodbye. Wednesday. Thank you. Bye-bye. And for the first time this season, and I'm so mm. pleased, we can talk to Paul Halfpenny. Paul has had not the best of summers. Um, he's, he will, Everybody knows Paul. Paul's had a dose of um, a pneumonia, and it takes an awful long time to get over. So um, tonight we will get around to talking about the hockey club, but first of all... Paul Halfpenny, welcome back to Radio Newark Sport. How are you feeling? Good to be back, but um, I don't have pneumonia, Nick. Oh, it right, I got that one wrong. Than, it's more sinister than that, but we won't talk about it on it. Right. Are you getting better? Yes, yes, getting better, but um, it's going to be a long process, I'm afraid, but... Uh, so looking forward to uh, playing hockey and uh, all my hopes have been dashed but um, I did have a very good summer playing hockey but uh, yeah that's all stopped now <laughs> yeah it has all stopped are you actually seeing any hockey Paul oh yes yes I am yes 
Yes, I'm fulfilling my contract and uh, working with the ladies. But not actually physically taking part in them. Um, in, 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 I mean, doing any. It's going to be um, a hard season, I think, for the ladies, unless you're going to tell me a lot of information I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think, if my spies have it correct, you haven't got Sarah Pask um, after she was mugged. Um, on a hockey <laughs> on a hockey pitch. Um, you are quite right. Hanako yeah. is taking the season out. I understand, and um, Han- Hannah Lawton has gone on to Repton. And quite frankly, you say, "Well, all the best to you, young lady, and remember what you uh, remember us." Am I right in any of those three? Um, yes, I, I've sort of ruled Hannah Co out. She's not said she's out for the season, but I'm taking it that she is. Um, Sarah Pask the, the bizarre thing was uh, I turned up on Wednesday night to coach the ladies first team and who's training with the threes and fours but Sarah Pask so um, yeah read into that what you will but I don't think she'll be back playing first team hockey this season yes Hannah Lawton's gone um, a scholarship over at um, Repton so we'll be seeing big things from, from Hannah but on top of that we've also lost Katie Sandell, who's gone to Boots. We've lost Danny Ashwell, who's gone with her. So we've, we've sort of um, in the mire a little bit here. Um, Laura Harris has picked up an ACL injury in a knee on club day. Um, but the good news is we've signed a fabulous player. Come on. <laughs> um, name's Haley. And she's been sort of she left Boots at the same time as uh, Ammo did, and um, she's been sort of doing the rounds a little bit. She's she's a player that works on a Saturday from time to time, but um, so she 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 can't really play at a higher level, but she's very ga- capable of playing at a higher level. And boy, did she show how good she was on on Saturday, as we uh, came from two nil down to draw two two over at Leicester. Absolutely. And she'll be able to talk to some of the younger ones because I'm assuming some of the ones that had a good performance in the twos last year are will be stepping up to the ones. One of them being the captain, yes, absolutely. Rachel, Rachel Vickers stepped up as captain. Um, Catherine is vice captain. And to be perfectly honest with you, Mick, I've, I've seen all the ladies' games bar the Linden game where they lost three and ill. And with the side that we've got against a team that are way, way higher placed in the leagues above us only lost 3-0 away from home I'm absolutely delighted in what I've seen um, we were cruising last week against Spalding Spalding brought a, a tough team with them, a very accomplished team and, and to be honest we controlled the game we led 2-0 until the last oh, no, less than 10 minutes um, I decided to tinker with the defence you know, just, just to see who could play where, who was confident where and we conceded two late goals uh, drew 2-2 two, two. but I'm, I'm not really bothered about, I'm not really bothered about the result you know, at, what you see at, from at, your players at least you now know who can and who can't play the way uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and who plays well with who but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fairly fairly optimistic about what the ladies ones can achieve this season uh, we've got Becky Warner coming back as well so she's going to make a hell of a difference in the middle of midfield um, and some of the players that, that 
made the debut for us last year. They're, they're looking quite strong. They've played through the summer and they are looking quite strong. So hopefully, hopefully, we can gain enough points to actually stay in that league and keep our Tier 2 status. I'm and sure. that, that is the plan for this season. I am sure we've... Um, I was talking to Zara Jackson, actually, she we went down to the tennis club, and she was, she was looking forward to the season because she was looking forward to... Uh, giving it everything she'd got as, it, as she put to prove that she can to herself and to everybody else that, that she can play a higher standard and that's the sort of attitude that you want yeah she doesn't have to prove anything to me I know she can just need to fine tune her, her uh, hockey skills her determination, her determination you don't need to do anything with that it's uh, it's there for all to see but uh, no she. I think she's going to score quite a few goals this season all being well what can we expect from the men um well, how about this, Mick? I think three promotions. Oh, <laughs> oh! Now, now that's um, make a note of that one. Even the third team without me. <laughs> 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 no, seriously, um, the first team look unbelievable. Um, massive, massive signing for Lynn this this uh, season. Alex Davis is back. Hey! She never, she never had gone, but you can't you can't blame him for going. No, he's back. He wants to enjoy his hockey. He's sick of losing, so he's come to Newark. <laughs> 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 he okay, well, we'll... He obviously didn't see the league table last year. We'll, um, we'll read into that one, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 we will. I mean, that is a massive, massive plus. Yeah, we've got a very experienced uh, England Masters player who's come from Lyndon. Um, we've got um, a new guy who's coming from Trent Uni. Tom, um, I'm sure there's somebody else as well, but the, the, there's players coming in left, right and centre, the second team look absolutely amazing as well, Sally's going to be their coach as well as head coach in the men, and the third team, they've got an abundance of players and a lot of these players are mature players and as soon as I'm better, I will be with them as well, I've, I've set my stall out to play a lot this season, but obviously with a knockback I can't play early doors, but Just hopefully after Christmas I'll be there as well. You get so, yourself right first. Oh, certainly will, certainly I don't need to see any more Facebook things about added riding an ambulance. <laughs> we do not yeah, need and, to see and, that. And um, another thing, we've stepped forward with the coaching as well. I mean, thanks to um, um, higher base in, in uh, Newark, we've, we've got a scaffolding outside of the pitch where we can video the games as well. So it's um, it's, it's going to be game analysis by video as well this season. So God. Um, are looking quite quite positive. That's one up on flow serving the rugby club, eh? Good old hockey club. <laughs> <laughs> they got in the first on that one. Paul, it's lovely to hear from you. Keep um, that uh, rest and uh, recuperation going, and uh, we'll talk to you again next Monday night. I will look forward to it. I'm glad to be back. I'm so pleased you are. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, mate. Thanks, bye. Paul Halfpenny then, who's had a rough time this this summer, but. Uh, he sounds. He sounds in good form, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he sounds in good fettle there. Eh? He sounds <laughs> in, in good form. So we're we're sort of back into the winter routine now, aren't we? Really, football, rugby, mm. and hockey, and we can look forward. Um, you know, I, I mean, we've already decided that the two football clubs are. are I'm, I've decided that Newark are going to win the league. Um, I would have been delighted if Flosser finished halfway up that table before a ball was kicked, and now I think they're more than capable of. A top four finish. I think I might be going back to my online bookie. 
Um, Finding what you can get, what odds you can get on uh, Twickenham and Wembley in the same season for New York um, teams. New York have got a young, a young team, and while they are still running at teams, they're going to. I think they're going to have the the days when they come up against brick walls. Um, but they too are a joy to watch when they run with that rugby ball mm. because mm. Uh, <sighs> the opposition is just. Well, where's he gone? You know, I'm as road one that goes past once again. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got, of course, the hockey club. And I did worry about the hockey club when I'd heard from Paskey that she was out for the season, even though it was doing a heading, and that was two months ago. So we, we will we will see on 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 that one. And Hannah Coe's taking the year out to go and watch Jack, I suppose, or Hannah Beckett, as we should call her now, to go and watch mm. go and watch Jack. But uh, Hannah's had a lot of hockey over the years, and I think it's. I think it's time for the body to have a rest, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's <clears throat> there's nothing at, nothing at all wrong with that because you play for uh, you know sort of sheer enjoyment of the sport, yeah. and uh, quite often, when, when, if you have a year's sabbatical, it can just uh, rekindle the old fires, can't it? Yeah, and that's um, that's what it's all about, right? Um, Ad Crampton is coming up next with his look at um, the seventies scene soul funk and disco still no Susie Quattro but there you go Doug will, Doug will play that on a Sunday evening Doug will play Susie on a Sunday evening while on DAB Andrew Channing can uh, take you into that you're thinking of something to say aren't no, you no I, I, I just because I'm doing your secretarial work these days uh, I, I, I just didn't hear who, who our guests were going to be this week Active for today are coming to see us tomorrow night to talk about the sports awards. And as you very well know, on Wednesday night, Mr. Rugby himself is in the studio ah, with Rob Wardman's yeah. yeah. one-man guide to World Cup rugby. And and I won't be wearing my Scotland shirt, so that's definitely out now. No, after mm. yesterday. Looking at England's performance as well, I'm not really sure we should too get too excited about their prospects. But I'm sure Rob will put us right. That's on Wednesday. Bye-bye.